0: You're listening to a Sovereign Hope Church podcast with pastor and teaching elder Adam Vinson. Good morning, everybody. Um, if, I, uh, if I don't know you, my name is Marcus. I'm one of the elders here at Sovereign Hope. Awesome to get to uh, have this opportunity to, to share God's word with you this morning. Um, if you uh, know me a little bit, uh, you know that um, I'm very uncomfortable right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, what... You know, I'm, I'm much more thrive on the one-to-one relationship, you know, sitting with someone, hearing what they're going through, sharing what I'm going through, um, pointing them back to the truth and the word that kind of deals directly with what, they're, what they've got going on, um, and that's not what this is. Um, it's all of these people that I love and uh, care about and have a ton of respect for. Um, I've got this contraption on my head. I'm hearing my own voice through the PA and um, really... Uh, taking what I'm comfortable with and trying in this situation and trying to merge those two together is uh, what I've been praying through. And I just appreciate um, the way that uh, you guys have lifted me up this week as well. Um, We're going to look at Psalm 20. And really what I want you guys to be able to walk away with today, um, I want to encourage you. I want to give you hope. I want to share biblical truth with you. And I want to give you some practical application. So that's what I would do with you if I was sitting across the table with you, and that's what I'm going to try to do uh, this morning as well. Um, my hope that, um, is that you're encouraged by God's response to, uh, God's response to David. Um, I pray that you be encouraged also by um, God's response to Jesus um, as he prays. I pray that you will also be um, encouraged by God's response to the church and that um, you'll also be encouraged by how God works uh, in and through me as I've been praying over the same text, asking for um, the same things that this text says that God will do in our lives during times of trouble. So hopefully that'll be encouraging to you as well. Awesome. So yeah, let's go into just a short time of introduction. We'll read the psalm, we'll pray, and then we'll kind of get into um, some of the verse-by-verse text. So this text, you've got a multitude of people, and they are all worshiping and singing um, and lifting up their anointed. So the first five verses, you see this like uh, pronoun of we. It's them saying, we pray for this, we pray for this, we pray for this for you. And so that you, when we see in verse six, that's the anointed. And so uh, the anointed can be, um, it's the definition of that is God's set apart person. And so uh, the different kings of Israel could be referred to as the anointed, so that's David in this psalm. Um, also, uh, there's we all know that there's an ultimate, um, final anointed. That's the Messiah. That's Jesus. So we can see Jesus in this psalm. And then um, there's a verse in 1 John where um, he says that because of our relationship with Christ, because we have the Holy Spirit, we can— Um, count ourselves as the anointed as well. So we can see ourselves in this psalm, and it's appropriate to draw um, application for ourselves um, in that way too. But who's the anointed and and why we think that? That's not really the point of this. That's another sermon for another day. But I think that it's okay uh, for us to draw application uh, based on those things. Um, Let's see what else. Um, Names of God. So the names of God are where we're going to be focusing uh, most of our attention. That's where we're going to be drawing Um, all of our application from and it's where we're going to be finding that biblical hope um, the truth and then the practical application all is being um, churned up and coming out of these names of God and what they mean Um, so the two names of God that are uh, primary in this text you have Elohim which means strong creator and then you also have um, Yahweh Jehovah I am The self-existing God. So those are the two um, words, those are the two names of God that are used in this text, and those things mean something. And when we see those names, three times uh, in this text, um, we're we're called to um, trust in the the name of God for protection. Um, We're called to trust in the name of God for our salvation and our victory. And then also we can trust in the name of God over the human institutions of this world. So that the name of God is something that we're going to be talking about, that we're going to be drawing um, uh, inspiration and hope and application from. So again, this text, two different divisions. So you got verse one through five. This is the prayer of this multitude. They're praying for their king. And then verses six through nine, this is uh, the triumph, the victory, where what they were praying for um, is realized uh, by this, by this um, anointed. Um, again, goal for today, know some names of God, that these names would then give you confidence that God would send help and hear your prayers and that he alone can be trusted for victory and salvation. Um, so let's read this psalm. So this is uh, Psalm 20, verses uh, 1 through 9. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all of your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. Selah. May he grant you your heart's desires and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over your salvation and in the name of our God set up our banners. May the Lord God fulfill all of your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven and with, saving, and with the saving might of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand up. O oh Lord, save the King. May he answer us when we call. Uh, let's pray and then we'll jump into it. Um, God, I just pray over um, our church this morning. Um, I pray that, God, that you would open our eyes, that you would open our ears, that you would soften our hearts to your truth this morning. Um, God, where we uh, struggle to trust you, where we deal with unbelief and where we um, trust in ourselves, God, I pray that you would um, point that out to us as we listen today. Um, I know that I can praise you and thank you that you've shown me so many things this week as I've studied. But God, just change us into new creations through your word. Um, Help us to trust you more and more um, as we learn about you, as we... Uh, hear your names. Um, just help that to um, instill so much trust um, in in our lives as we face trouble. Uh, we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Alright, so let's just start going through it. Um, so, verse 1. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of God, may the name of the God of Jacob protect you. So, uh, these names of God, right? Um, God has names. God is a uh, specific God. He's knowable. He's, we're able to have a relationship with him. He reveals things about himself, and one of the ways that he does that is, is through the names that he has. Um, we worship a known God, not an unknown God, um, and um, a God who reveals these characters to us, um, to his people from the very beginning. So it's been really cool this semester. Um, Patty and Renee have been learning and studying uh, the names of God as part of their homeschool Um, Program So just uh, to see a children's book um, on a first grade level and all the hope that it has, that these names of God give us. Um, So just pulling one little quote out of that, it says that the true God of the Bible has more than 200 names. Um, And then if you count like nicknames and titles, uh, there's over 700. Um, God is so big. God is so great. God is so wonderful that it takes more than 700 names to tell what he's like. Um, Acts seventeen twenty four through 25 um, says, The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. So that's that idea of the Yahweh um, name. Um, he's self-existent. He needs nothing. Um, he always has been, and he always will be. And then... Um, Jeremiah 32, 17 says, The Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth, and by, by your great power and by your outstretched arm, nothing is too hard for you. So that's where you have the, the name Elohim, the strong creator, the one who made all, everything with his words. And so one of the kind of, uh, I liked how Tyson had uh, verses, he used that musical term, verses, throughout this, this time together today is this description and this name of God that we're, there will kind of be a mashup of these two um, definitions. So strong creator, self-existing, unchanging Jehovah, the I am who needs nothing and gives us everything we need. Um, So in verse one, may the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. Um, This self-existing strong creator God is a God that in our time of trouble, um, hears our prayers and will answer. He's a God that has so much mercy for us that Um, We can lift up our struggles. We can lift up our troubles to him, and he hears us. There's no trouble great enough that's going to, um, where our prayers cannot get through it to his ears. Um, He hears it. He knows about it, and um, he will answer. So this is the prayer that this multitude is praying over their king. Their king is facing warfare. their, Their king is facing trouble, and they're asking that God would hear his prayers. It's implied that he's praying for himself, And then the multitude is praying for him as well. Um, May the name of God of Jacob protect you. Um, This strong creator God, um, he's a protecting God. And there is help that's going to come um, from him in our times of trouble. Uh, When you mention the name of Jacob, um, it it helps us with two things. Number one, um, it gives us another understanding that God doesn't change. It's the same God that Jacob prayed to. It's the same God that created the world. It's this unchanging God. Um, And then also it um, ties back to God's covenant with his people. So God is a God that keeps promises. God is a God that um, always uh, tells the truth, and he will do what he says he's going to do. Um, So trusting in this name of God in our time of trouble means that um, the strong creator, the self-existing God, um, he will give us what we need. Uh, Verse 2, may he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. Um, When we do face trouble, when we do go to the Lord in prayer, um, there is help that will come. So not only an answer, like we might think of an answer as praying for wisdom, praying for direction, um, asking a question and getting an answer. Uh, This answer is going to look several different ways. As we go through verse 2 through 5, you'll start to get the definition of what that answer um, looks like. Um, so here, one of the answers that we do get from the Lord is that there is help from the sanctuary and that there's support from Zion. And so that, those, two words, support, those two words, sanctuary and Zion, imply that God is a set-apart God. Um, God is in another place, um, and he's set apart because of his holiness. Um, he's set apart because he is different than us. He is outside of creation. But when our prayers reach him and he hears, he will answer with help um, from those places. There is... An opportunity to trust um, in God um, that that he will send the help we need from where he is uh, to us. And then uh, let's go to verse three. Uh, May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. May he remember all of your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. Um, So what a comforting uh, truth that we come to God, we bring our troubles to Him, and He is a God that sends protection, sends help, and sends support. But He has also um, provided for us the offering and all the offering and sacrifices needed um, to have a relationship with Him. So um, we don't have to come with our own offerings and our own sacrifices in order to receive the things that um, that he's promising here. Instead, um, God has um, prepared for us and sent for us um, this sacrifice. So kings would often, as they were about to go to war, they would bring these sacrifices and um, it was a time where they would uh, set before the Lord an offering or a sacrifice in hopes that if that was done according to, um, you know, the the right procedures with the right heart, that God would respond with victory. Um, For us, though, because of Christ's sacrifice, because of his uh, death and resurrection, um, we're ensured that there's no rejected sacrifices um, from God's people, that victory is secure. He's the ultimate and perfect sacrifice that God provided on our behalf for his people. Um, So our hope is not in this shadow or in this um, shadow of a sacrifice, but in the perfect sacrifice of Jesus. Um, What we can do, though, is we can um, pray and ask for our hearts to... um, be um to be right um so when when you look at the uh the story of Cain and Abel um and how their sacrifices were either accepted or rejected it wasn't it was the sacrifice itself it was part of the procedures and the things that God had asked them to do but more than anything it was their heart condition um there was um, things that were withheld there was a reluctance or it came as a um um as a duty but for us as we um, come to God as we 're bringing our um, problems to God, and as we 're um, expecting His help and His answers, we can then also pray for our heart condition to be that um, soft and expectant heart, and we can have the right heart um, that we would come and give up our own will, that we could come and give up our own hopes that we can come and give up our own um, desires for outcomes. We could lay those down to God completely. And um we could know that um and trust in god's um will and outcome uh, for whatever trouble that we 're in um, this next part uh sila this is a a technical musical term uh for a pause, so kind of like that rest note that's that that's not a note but a rest symbol um and it's uh a reflective pause in the song and so this is a uh very good time for us to stop. And think about these first three verses um, it's a time to pause and meditate upon the words that we've uh, that have just been spoken to us uh, to consider Jesus in verses one through three um, so this is prayer is appropriate for Jesus. Think about the garden of Gethsemane. you have God's anointed praying for himself as he 's facing his trouble. You have the disciples there praying for him, not great but Uh, being asked to do that. So you've got a similar picture there. Um, And we have this uh, instance of Jesus saying, not my will, but yours. And that's that idea, that heart condition um, that we can ask God to instill in us as we face our trouble. Um, And when we ask God to remember our sacrifices, it's that heart condition of setting aside our lives and our plans and our tactics and our abilities and um, saying, not my will, God, but yours. Um, Also, this prayer is appropriate because of Jesus. So it's appropriate for Jesus, but it's appropriate because of Jesus. So God has answered and sent protection for us if we're in Christ. Jesus came from heaven to help and support us against sin and death. So um, the answer that we needed is Jesus. The help from the sanctuary in Zion coming to us is Jesus. Um, the Lord has provided the debt of, uh, has provided the sacrifice to cover the debt of sin and his wrath. And it's all satisfied. Um, verse three, the sacrifice needed for us comes in the person of Jesus as well. So we can pause and reflect on what Jesus has done, what he's currently doing and what he will do. So yeah, verses one through three, um, verse four and five, uh, we can finish those and then just talk a little bit of application. Verse 4, may he grant you your heart's desires and fulfill all of your plans. This is um, another further uh, prayer uh, for our hearts. The ability to go to God and ask for him to fulfill all of our heart's desires and our heart's plans, that becomes a promise when we are praying specific things. So when we are praying that our will would align with God's will, um, that becomes less of a prayer and more of a promise. Um, that's what sanctification is. And as, and as God is doing this work in us and he's sanctifying us and making us more like Christ, we will then, um, that gets answered when we can then pray these same prayers that Jesus prayed, not my will, but yours. Um, in these times of trouble, as we rely on the Lord, as we expect answers, as we are praying, um, as we're hoping in the help that's going to come, um, as we're trusting in God's names, that he's a strong creator, um, our will becoming more and more like Christ's, or more and more aligned with God's will, um, is how that uh, verse gets answered and how that um, prayer gets answered. Uh, and then finally, verse 5, May we shout for joy over your, sh- over your salvation, and in the name of God, set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all of your petitions. Um, so this one is got the idea of um, victory, like celebrating a victory before it actually happens. So there was, uh, I think a couple years ago, one baseball team that like practiced winning the World Series in spring training because they thought, hey, we think we're going to do it. So let's go and practice what it would be like. Um, And then another kind of sports story that I was reading about, it was the 1986 Mets and Red Sox World Series. So Boston was winning into the game. They already put up all of the uh, plastic everywhere. All of the championship shirts are in there and the hats. All the reporters are in there ready to have the winning winning conference with the Red Sox. And then the Mets just start getting hits, start getting hits, and then they lose. So they have to tear all this stuff down, get it all out of there. Um, the victory seemed secure, but it wasn't. Stuff happens. Um, with this, though, there, is, when we do have these things in place, when we are expecting God to be at work, when we're expecting um, help from heaven, um, when we were, when we are um, in the right heart condition, and when our hearts are aligned with um, God's will for a specific cert- for a specific uh, situation, and in times of trouble, we can hang that uh, victory banner up. It's um, been just my prayer this morning, trying to shift from this dread fear, hope this goes okay, to why can I not feel joy over this? Why can I not come and have a T-shirt on that says, hey, that was great, good job. Um, Put that on now uh, rather than hoping in an outcome. um, Or let's see how it plays out. Let's hope that um, the team actually can close out the win like we think that they might. Um, The idea here is that um, trusting in the Lord, Um, In our times of trouble and aligning our will to his is very much the same as um, declaring victory um, before it happens. So let's talk about a little bit of application uh, from these five. Uh, First, just I would encourage you to pray over, uh, study on, um, incorporate into your life a right theology of suffering. This psalm implies that you will face trouble. Um, you guys face trouble. I do a lot. I assume that, that you guys do as well. Um, so going into those times of trouble, um, not feeling that they are, that they shouldn't be there or that it's strange or like what we have warfare today. That's, that's odd. Um, these, uh, this multitude of people goes into and faces a situation, an actual war, life and death outcome, in the next hours or days, and they are singing, they are joyful, they are rejoicing. Um, the name of the Lord is giving them such confidence that he's a strong creator, that he's self-existent, that he's unchanging, that he's the same God who has won these victories for their forefathers. He's the I am. He needs nothing, and he is a loving God who gives us what we need. That is instilling such a confidence in them um, in their time of trouble. So going into uh, a time of trouble and having a right theology of suffering um, helps to set us up to face our troubles um, in a way that's, uh, that's that, that where we can trust in the Lord. So there's that. Um, and then prayer. So there is not anybody among us that doesn't need to pray. You have the anointed praying for himself, both David And Jesus praying for themselves. Um, Prayer is the proper response um, in a time of trouble. But then there's people praying for them as well. So we can pray for ourselves, yes, but then we can also go and ask people to pray for us. We can ask that we, we can ask people to pray on our behalf that God would answer our prayers. And if we're praying like this, if we're praying knowing that God hears us, if we're praying for protection, if we're praying for God's help, if we're asking God to align our hearts to His, um, then we can. Then those people who are praying on our behalf that God would answer our prayers, their prayers will be answered as well. Um, incorporate a time of uh, Selah. So, what, where in your day, where in your week, um, is there a time to pause? Um, I know I'm so thankful to have had to teach today. Um, if not, I would have throughout this week. Wake up, face trouble, try to work my way through it, get through the day, go to sleep, on and on and on, right? Um, Where's the time of pause? Where's the time to reflect on the truth that's in this um, psalm? Where's the time to reflect upon what God has done? And um, where's the time to align our will intentionally with his? And then um, last, uh, learn and meditate on God's names. It's the names of God themselves that are giving this multitude, their confidence, confidence, um, not the things that he's done, not the things that they've given him that he's given them. Um, but it's the names of God that keep, um, being referred to as the, the hope and the source of their, um, their joy and their, their confidence. Um, it's the name of, it's the fact that he is our creator and he is self-existent and, um, he is, um, eternal that he needs nothing all of those truths about God, the more that we are meditating on them, that knowledge has to be in our head first before we can refer to it and before we can find hope in it. So um, definitely look for some time to, even if it's starting with these two, but there are 200 to 700 to learn. So there's a lot there. Um, The book we have has 18, I think, but they're all really, really good. And um, as we, as a family face things, um, it's just really helpful to be able to recall those names And um, just pray that God would be who he says he is. And I think that's a prayer that God um, would answer. He's not changing and he's not um, different today and tomorrow, but he is who he is. He's the I am. And all of these names and these truths about him are always the same. They always have been and they always will be. So let's look at uh, verse six through nine uh, to finish up. So let's start first with, so kind of 7 and 8 go together, and then uh, 6 and 9 sort of go together as well. Psalm 910 says, those who know your name put their trust in you. We have this opportunity, um, so this is now the anointed talking. So verses 1 through 5, you have, may the Lord answer you, may he send you, may he remember all of your offerings your heart. So this is the prayers of the multitude for the anointed. Now, verse um, verse six is where the anointed is talking, um, and then yeah, seven and eight are, are back to the multitude. So let's look at seven and eight. Um, some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. There's this opportunity to um, do a little bit of compare and contrast. After this first five verses and after the time of pause and intentional meditation upon these names of the Lord, we have the opportunity to really consider um, objectively with what should we trust in. Are we going to trust in the creator of the world that is strong, the self-existing God who needs nothing, who is everything, who gives everything to us, or a horsey? It's, it's, it doesn't make any sense to, um, trust in a chariot or a horse instead of, um, this God, this name of God that we've been talking about. Um, why do we, uh, do that? Um, it's that doubt. It's that, uh, Chris sent a great text this week and it was just such a great reminder that that's that tactic of, of Satan to cause doubt, to, um, instill in us, uh, the thought that either God can't do this or God won't do this or, I'm not worthy for God to be doing this in my life. All of those things about God's goodness and his abilities to to deliver us in our time of trouble begin to creep in. And you see it uh, in Tyson's uh, sermon a couple weeks back. All of the instances where the people of Israel had so many reasons to trust God. They knew his name and had a relationship with him from the beginning. And yet, at the time of trouble, they would run to Egypt or they would run— to their own, um, their own efforts or their own abilities. When we face trouble, there's going to be that temptation. I face the temptation, especially around, uh, being able to plan my way, being able to strategize my way through these troubles. If I can plan my day down to the five minute increments, I can somehow engineer this trouble out of my life. And it's just not the case. It's going to be there and it's not dealing with it. Um, it's not trusting in, uh, the Lord that we, that we say, that it that it causes us to trust in here over time i'm going to collapse and fall apart i cannot maintain that rigor of a schedule for all time but <clears throat> god will answer my prayers he will send help he will remember me he will align my heart to his and that doesn't come through strategy that doesn't come through my own efforts but instead, um, it comes from trusting in, in his name and believing in who He that he will be who he says he will be. So there's other things to trust in. Um, there's these horses and chariots. It can also have an implication of, you know, like world systems or empires. That was one of the um, kind of besetting sins of Israel and, um, and Abraham, like we studied in Genesis, that they would run to, to Egypt in times of trouble. Um, but even those empires and names, I did a little research uh, on like countries that don't exist anymore, and there's a ton of countries that just aren't there anymore. or They've changed names. Those things are um, fleeting. Those things um, are dependent upon pe- flawed people, um, <clears throat> and even our own abilities. There's there's so much that's changing, um, but God, and uh, but God doesn't change. Um, he alone uh, can be trusted in and dependent upon um, in our in our times of trouble uh, versus our own efforts. So. There's that opportunity to compare and and contrast. Okay, let's look at the last two uh, verses. Have maybe a, a final application um, and call to to trust God. So verses six and and nine. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from holy heaven with his saving with the saving might of his right hand. O oh Lord, save the king. May he answer us when we call. Um, you have this, these prayers, please help the anointed, please answer his prayers, please help. Um, and then finally you get this, I know, now I know. Um, and it's these, these prayers becoming reality. Um, we can. So the anointed knows <clears throat> and has the opportunity to realize the answered prayers that he's been praying and the prayers of, of the, um, the multitude as well. Um, so we, we can see the answered prayers uh, of David. We see um, the the way that that instance of the anointed knew that God that God saved, that God answered him, and that His favor was upon upon David. We know we see God's answered prayers in the life of Jesus. Um, there's victory over um, sin and death. We see, um, also Jacob when he goes to face Esau. We see Stephen when he faces martyrdom. We see Abraham when he lays Isaac upon the altar. Um, and then even today, uh, the church, as we, um, are, um, in ever increasingly hostile world, there is, um, there's answered prayers there for the secret church pastors who face prison. Those people are being, uh, those are God's anointed that know, um, that God answers their prayers in times of trouble, uh, Romans eight says, "What shall we say to these things if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own Son but gave him up for us all? How will we also not How will He not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against god 's elect? It is God who justifies, who is to condemn." Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, he was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are being killed all the day long; we are regarded as sheep to be to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Um, What confidence that, regardless of the trouble we face, um, there is salvation, there is help that's coming. And um, it may not be the end of that circumstance, it may be the end of our life here, um, but there is no, ultimate victory is that we will not be separated from the love of Christ. Um, This final verse, this Oh, save the king. Oh, Lord, save the king. May he answer us when we call. It's that final uh, victory cry, that final um, realization of, of us um, seeing ourselves in light of um, what God's doing, in light of um, God's eternal um, help for us um, as we face troubles here. So, um, a couple applications here. Just again, the, the ability to uh, compare and contrast. The delivering, the strength of God, the um, hope in the name of the Lord, with the the things of this world, um, and then also just again, the ability to reflect on and know in Scripture that um, that we can know that God um, does save His anointed. So uh, we're we're through verse nine. I hope that you have some um, some points of application, and um, I'll pray for us, and um, then we'll I guess sing uh, again. Let's pray. God, would you please um, answer our prayers this morning? God, it is by your great mercy that we uh, know that you hear us. Thank you for considering our needs and our troubles. Thank you for being there um, to hear from us when we are hurting and when we face trouble. God, help us as a church and as individuals and as families to trust in your name, to trust that you are our strong creator, that you are the self-existing God who needs nothing, who always is, who always has been, who gives us everything that we need out of your your love and your care for us. God, would you send us help when we need it, um, and would you align our hearts to yours? God, thank you for Christ, and thank you for the relationship that we get to have with you through him. God, I pray that you would align our hearts and our wills to yours. God, please help us to not hope in specific outcomes or that our troubles would go away, but instead to hope and trust in the name of the Lord. God, may you grant us all of these desires, and would you make our desires yours? When we face trouble, would you help us to imagine hanging up our victory banner uh, before the battle even happens? But God, for us that are in Christ, the battle has happened, and it's won, and it's over. So unlike David, who had to go and and fight the battle, our battle is over. So we can hang that victory banner up now um, as as we go into um, warfare and as we go into our days and as we face trouble. God, help us to reflect on what you have done. We may know for a fact that you are um, saving and working in the lives of your people. God, help us to um, open our eyes and see where we trust in ourselves or in the things of this world, the small and weak created things that can't. Um, support our needs, but help us instead turn and run to you, you alone that can um, deliver us in our time of need, you alone that can deliver victory, you alone that can be trusted. God, I pray that you would help us to set aside time to reflect and celebrate on what you have done. God, I ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen.